Arguments about nothing is brought to you by Daylight Savings Time. Spring forward into your insomnia. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. And we are coming back this week with a very exciting episode. We don't have a theme, so anything could happen. We are full of Girl Scout cookies, yes. so uh, we are revved up, ready to go. Living off of that nostalgic uh, sugar rush. We haven't done this in a while, but we used to uh, poll our audience about questions that we had done previously, and I did one this week that I thought I might share. Oh, great. Well... Before you get into that, let me just quickly say that if you've never listened to us before, Arguments About Nothing is a podcast in which we discuss silly hypothetical questions seriously as if they are something, when in fact, they are clearly nothing. So, for our poll, last week we did a Bang, Mary Kill, which was Oz from Buffy, Jim Halpert from The Office, and Ben Wyatt from Parson Rec. I'm very curious to know if all the Jim Halpert heads in the world got mad at us. Yeah, so I did a poll between Jim and Ben because they are of a class of their own, basically saying, like, who would you want to marry? And this is the most responses I've ever gotten to a poll (laughs) in my entire (laughs) life. People had opinions. Um, And the poll is still running, so it's not final tally yet. But currently... Who do you think's winning? I'm going to guess that Jim is winning. By, Jim Halpert by, from The Office. What would, what's the margin, you think? I think it's maybe 60% Jim. 40% Ben. Yeah. See, that that's is, my guess. That's 100% what I would have thought. However, current, super wrong? currently it's 55 to 45 Oh, so With that's pretty close. Ben in the lead. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe these are all people who listen to our podcast episode and our very good arguing skills convince them. It may be, or my friend group skews Ben Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, that's also so, fair. Uh, there are definitely some uh, issues with the mythology of this poll, but I was surprised. Yeah, it's not an unbiased sample set of people that you've got here, but I'm heartened by that, you know, because... Yeah, me too. All the good nerds in the world, you know, coming together to support Ben Wyatt. Yeah, true. I mean, like, there is no wrong answer, right? No, they're both excellent choices. Yeah. I think you got a whole bunch of responses because every woman of our age group has thought about this before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. So anyway, I just thought that was fun. I was really curious. People who I have not spoken to in probably 10 years answered the poll as well. well. So like Love it. truly bringing people together. Um, that's, that con- that's that good, good content yeah. that you need to have. Anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, you can listen to our episode from last week, The Claymates. We get into that bang, Mary kill, and we go, we do a deep dive into our feelings about Ben versus Jim. Um, but for this week, I think we might kick things off with a Kate's Corner. Yes, yes, we do have a Kate's Corner this week. Um, for those, for those... of you who don't know, Kate is my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Kate is Shelby's sister, and um, Shelby's now going to tell us something that she knows about Kate, because clearly she knows her so well. Kate is a very talented musician. Okay, well, you follow her on Facebook, (laughs) so that's not Kate is very talented at writing would-you-rather questions. That's true. Two true things about my sister, Kate. She has a winning smile. (laughs) This is all just an excuse to get you to compliment my sister. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know why any of this is funny to us, um, Kate Kate is my sister. Um, She is very good at writing hypothetical questions, and I am not. So I have outsourced my work to her, and we give her her own segment called Kate's Corner. And today's question... All right. So Shelby, I think I know what your answer is going to be to this, but I'm still going to ask it anyway. 
Would you rather win the vacation of your dreams or a date with a favorite celebrity? Interesting. I mean... (laughs) It's a good one, isn't it? It's a good question. It's also not, like, horrible and sad, so that's why I wanted to lead off with that one. It's a great question because it's not horrible and sad. Um... Can you repeat the question again? Sorry. I just want to hear how it was worded. I'm going to be a little semantic-y about this. Would you rather win the vacation win. of your dreams or a date with a favorite celebrity? This is really hard. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. And I know, like, I think most people who know me, including Hannah, would immediately assume that I would pick the vacation of my dreams. Yeah, I'm a little shocked you haven't just sort of flatly said that yeah. and decided it was the right ma- answer and tried to move but on. But here's the thing is money buys vacations. Money doesn't yep. really buy dates with celebrities. Yep, that was so exactly like, my Theoretically, argument. like I could pay for my own dream trip. Yes. Like that is possible for me. Right. I will never have the opportunity to go on a date with Adam Scott again. <laughs> you know? No, no, for sure. I mean, that's, I assumed that you were just going to say a trip and leave it at that. And, but my argument was that argument, which is you, you can plan for your dream vacation. I can you put can money save away. save up money. Yeah. You can, yeah, put money away. You can like take some time off. You can schedule and plan your own dream vacation. It might be hard. It might be expensive. It might take a while, but you can do it. But there's nothing that you can like, plan and save in order to like sit down for two hours and have a meal with you know but so here's here's the other thing is I feel very weird about the idea of winning a date with another human being (laughs) like I like because also the way that it's framed I'm winning a date with this person kind of assumes that this person doesn't really want to be with yeah. me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They've done this for charity, yeah, like, for sure. This is some sort of obligation they have to me, and that makes me feel not good. Like, I... Yes. Yes, it is a once-in-a-lifetime, never-gonna-happen-again sort of thing, but also, like, I feel like I would feel a little dumb. I don't know, like... Yeah, how awkward. It would make me feel awkward. It wouldn't be a date, because I wouldn't go there with any... It would just be like, you get to have coffee with someone you admire. Not like... It's not a date, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it it would be... It would certainly be one of those things where you would feel probably a little pandered to. You would know they were there, not because... There's no interest. It's not... There's there's no interest coming from them toward you. Well, part of, part of me, it would make me feel a little childish that I'm just being, like, almost patronized in a way. Like, you're not here because you want to be. You're here because you're doing me a favor. And I don't love that vibe. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess partly maybe that depends on the on who you were with. So, like, I currently I'm very obsessed with The Expanse, which is a oh. sci-fi show. It's super, super good. And because that is my current television obsession, my current celebrity obsession is Wes Chatham, who plays my favorite character on that show. And he's, I mean, he's a pretty man, but it's not about that. He's like, his acting is like a masterpiece in the show. So, but I think he's also just like an affable guy who truly likes his fans. Yeah. So if I just spent a couple hours talking about how much I like his character. Yeah. And he was just an affable person who didn't mind somebody appreciating his work. Probably fine. Yeah. But, and and also, again, not something I could ever just put together for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think that there are celebrities I could meet who seem very nice and who, like, I would probably pick, like, a comedian or something because, like, at least they'll be funny. Probably. Yeah. And we can talk about, like, other comedians that we like and like movies that we enjoy and like I would assume that we have a similar sense of humor because I like their comedy sure um or like a writer I admire and we can talk about books we like and stuff like that and I imagine we'd like the same kind of storytelling because I like their writing the other I mean the 
the other side of it is a, a trip is a, a wonderful chance to like make a wonderful memory for yourself but yeah. then after what two weeks or something it's over yeah. but again depending on what celebrity you chose I mean if I chose an actor like Wes Chatham nothing I'm never ever gonna see that person ever again but what if I chose a celebrity like who's a who's a writer like you said what if I chose Suzanne Collins who wrote Hunger yeah. Games and then and I talked to her about her craft and I actually picked her brain about how to be a great writer or how to get published or what if I made a connection where I could maybe draw on that what yeah. if there was networking potential even there not to say that Suzanne Collins wants anything to do with me I know yeah. but yeah you know what I'm saying no. like there's potential benefit beyond like there's potential maybe artistic benefit if you choose someone in your field like what if we what if we chose like the McElroy Griffin McElroy yeah. right like then as podcasters maybe they could at the very least, give us some like helpful tips and at the most, maybe even, you know, get a follow back on Twitter. Like, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Like, but the thing is also like I traveling is so important to me, just like yeah. on a personal level. I when you ask me this question, I don't know which celebrity I would pick, but I know the trip immediately. Like with, oh, yeah? without it? thinking it would be in our Antarctica. Oh, wow. You're so, you're just so adventurous. (laughs) I love you because you're just like the coolest. I I mean, who would say Antarctica? It's the only continent I haven't been to. Um, And I I really, really want to go, but it's so expensive. Like it is prohibitively expensive. Um, It takes a long time to get there and back and stuff. You need about three weeks and you need about $10,000. And like, so it's kind of like a bucket list I think I'll probably do when I'm older if I can ever get around to it. But that's I mean, that's a pretty big thing, though. Yeah. Bucket list. One and only chance to like see this uh, whole continent. And only like a hand, like only uh, like hundreds of people go to Antarctica. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's what like, I mean. Like for you, this is different now because you were saying like the celebrity was a once in a lifetime chance, but that kind of sounds like a once in a lifetime chance. Yeah, you too. don't go to Antarctica twice. <laughs> you know, like to go to Antarctica, you have to take a boat. Like there's not really a way to fly there. And, you know, anyway, there's. Like, it's something I really want to do. It's something I've looked into a lot. So um, so there's potential upside there. There's also the potential downside that we haven't discussed yet, which we must discuss, of if we were to go on a date with a celebrity. I'm the most awkward human being. Oh. I'm not sure that I could do that well. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not something that I thought of. Um, but yeah, you could really embarrass yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could end up being like a huge regret of just like, what the hell did I say to Phoebe Waller-Bridge, you know? Like, yeah, you how much did I embarrass myself? On this person that you really admire. That's not something I th- thought about. I think I would be okay. But again, I just like, I don't know. I feel like I would... I don't think I have an answer to this. I like yeah, th- this is an introvert extrovert thing too because you're like, "Oh, I can talk to anybody." And I I'm can, like, yeah. "I'm not sure I could even make words come out of my mouth." Yeah. Depending on who it was. I I've like had enough celebrity run-ins in my life that I feel like I would be okay. I I think it, I would have plenty to say about how much I loved their work. Yeah. But it would just be like me blathering at them about how much I love their work for like however long this quote-unquote date is and then then just being like okay goodbye well that's like another thing about this too is that like what you have coffee with them for like two hours max a trip lasts for like weeks you know like it's a longer especially Antarctica yeah do you know where you would go no I don't did you have an immediate answer to either one of these Yes, um, I my immediate answer was the celebrity Interesting. because just really, truly going back to our very first point, which was anywhere I decide I want to go, I can make that happen. Yeah. But I can't just make it happen to sit across from, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda in a, in a week. What so. a, oh, that would be such a good one. Yeah. I mean, if I had a chance to sit down with Lin-Manuel Miranda and go on a date with him for two hours versus... 
I can figure out a way to get myself to what Costa Rica or something. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because like I really want to go to Antarctica and that yeah. is like a very different like if I didn't go to Antarctica I would like go to like do a trekking trip in Nepal or something like that which is like honestly very doable. Nepal is not very expensive. You and I just have very different travel needs and I I travel in I a think, way most people don't. <laughs> well I think also I just partly in my brain I somehow hope that I could like make a connection yeah. that I could at least get some, if nothing else, like professional advice yeah. from somebody. I've waffled so much on this because it's just like, I feel like it would depend on the day, you know. I think I'm just going to pick the trip so that I can disagree with you. Excellent. Um, and because it was my knee-jerk reaction, go to Antarctica. And I, yeah. I, even as we're talking about this, I'm like, I don't know who I would pick. Oh, yeah. Then I still you don't. should definitely go to yeah. Antarctica. I, there's not yeah. like one person in my mind like there are a lot of people who seem cool like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Suzanne Collins, John Green, Hank Green uh you know various just like really good storytellers that I admire but there's not one person who stands out amongst the rest and I would yeah I would go to Antarctica. I don't know who I would choose just because I have this like long list I mean we haven't even begun to scratch the surface James of all the Acaster. artists. James Acaster. James Acaster. David Tennant. So many good ones. So many. So, yeah, I think I'd choose the celebrity. But there we have it. Another successful Kate's Corner. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, really good. God, it really runs in our family how good we are at coming up with these questions. <laughs> well, this kind of goes off of what we were just talking about. Sort of. Not really, though. Uh, which actress would you most like to play you in your biopic? Is there a time in your life that you think the movie would be about? Wow. What a question. <laughs> that, that, that is a huge question. And I truly, honest to God, don't think that there's any point in my life interesting enough for a biopic. Really? <laughs> I don't believe that. You grew up um, on a I, you grew up on a commune. Are you kidding? <laughs> joking <laughs> okay i've had some interesting points in time in my life but all the stuff that is dramatic and interesting and noteworthy enough to potentially be of interest in a biopic i don't want to talk about on the podcast <laughs> fair <laughs> Okay, so what actress would be portraying you? <laughs> you don't have to go into detail. You could be like, my early 20s, and thus I would pick this actress in her early 20s. Yeah, I mean, a, a little part of me just wants to say Phoebe Waller-Bridge because I just talked about her, and I, because I just... What a good uh, one, I, though. Just love her so goddamn much. Um, for those who don't know, she she is the writer of many shows, including Fleabag and Killing Eve, and she also starred in Fleabag and other things. I didn't know she wrote Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's her show. Gotta watch Killing Eve now. I feel like Phoebe I... Waller-Bridge is a great choice for you. I think she could do you very oh, well. Oh, wow, that made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside in a way I wasn't anticipating. Yeah. When I was... um. When I was performing, which is one of those points in my life that maybe I don't want to talk about on the podcast, mm. but when I was in a musical comedy duo that shall not be further discussed. Um, <laughs> that makes it sound like you guys killed people. <laughs> in my musical comedy We duo. were musical comedies by, by day and assassins by night. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be awesome. And I would brag that shit up. Now, I... I got compared to uh, Tina Fey a lot just because I think she and I kind of look similar. Probably it's just about... interesting. I feel like you look more like Phoebe than you do uh, Tina Fey. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because I have a bit of a Liz Lemon vibe. I don't know. I think she was probably just popular during that time. And they were like, funny woman, Liz Lemon, you know? So I don't know. Maybe it would be Phoebe Waller-Bridge growing up on the commune. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I should maybe say for the record, um, I didn't grow up on a commune. <laughs> it was an intentional community, okay? 
<laughs> okay. Um, yeah, anyway, so now you have to answer because I I feel very much like this is like a all been like a weird humble brag. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh I'm I Phoebe should have Waller Phoebe Waller Bridge yeah. to, uh, to interesting. Play my exciting life, whereas in actuality it should be some no name nobody. That's an interesting choice though. Like uh this is gonna be somebody's breakout role. Um, <laughs> my life is really going to propel someone else to stardom. Let me tell you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you know it is movie gold to like show somebody podcasting in their living room? Yeah. Are you kidding? I think there are several. This may be a weird humble brag, but I think there are several times in my life that would make good movies. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This question no, but... does feel like a very uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, once you get started into it, I started to feel very self-conscious yeah. where I was just like, oh my goodness, what am I trying to say about myself? But now you have to do it because I did Okay, it. well, I feel like my college years would make a good uh, story and I feel like everyone thinks their college years would make a good story, but I became an orphan when I was in college, so my yeah. college story would be very sad. But it would be like a rags to riches redemption arc. Yeah, you also had some very interesting, fascinating things happen while you're at NYU and like... Oh, yeah. I was like on a reality TV show and stuff. So, yeah, I think while I was in college would be like an interesting story. You could like make an interesting exploration into like privilege and money. And I also like went to kind of an elite university. And so like being poor in that context and like kind of how that and I was an RA so there's that whole thing yeah I was living in New York City as like a very young person like this Ohio girl yeah like naive Ohio girl becomes an orphan moves to New York City and is like inundated around more money than she knew was possible like I was yeah you know so this like fish out of water economic story could be told um, based off my life. And then we all lived through a pandemic. And so <laughs> I feel like that could one day be. I mean, that in my life, that's just the story of a girl sitting in her pajamas and binge watching The Expanse. I mean, that's not, <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. So like another, I met my boyfriend a week before, um, quarantine started and so we had this like weird rom-com romance where we were just like facetiming for months uh and it was like this weird modern courtship i feel like that will i don't think it will be a biopic about me but i do think rom-coms will come out around quarantine like i I, they're already being written yeah i think they're already being made so like i think this our story will be a movie eventually and for those of you who don't know, which I guess is everyone, uh, Shelby has a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the first time we're talking about my boyfriend on the podcast. Maybe yeah. this will all get cut out because he won't want to be on the podcast, but who knows? Anyway, hey, Joe. Uh, <laughs> so I think those two moments could be movies. And, but I don't know who would, pl- who would play college Shelby. Um, See, this is where it starts to feel really humble braggy. Just, just letting you know, this is where it's like it doesn't feel hum- which beautiful, amazing actress could play me in my life. Well, is it bad that I don't know any actresses who could put- portray someone in their early twenties other than Zendaya, and she should not be portraying me? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm currently googling young actresses. No, but you said it could be older actresses, but when they were young. That's what I based mine off of. Oh, Elle Fanning could be a cool one. Do you know what's so funny? That was who I thought of. Really? For you. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. It's funny that- Maybe because she's the person, she's the only other young girl in her 20s actress that I know of. Well, it's funny (laughs) because when I was in college, I had some classes with her sister, Dakota Fanning. We were classmates. That is funny. (laughs) So- Trying to find a brunette, but apparently they don't exist. Yeah, they make hair dye. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know that many actresses. I don't know. I love Emma Watson. It would be cool. I feel like Emma Watson could play me now. Millie Bobby Brown. That's who would play me in college. 
That's an excellent choice. Yeah, I'm going to lock in Millie Bobby Brown and probably Emma Watson. Emma Watson is, I'm obviously not as beautiful as any of these women. Um, yes, you are. No, I'm not. But that's but that's okay because they have so much more resources to be beautiful than I am. Yeah, they get paid to be yeah, beautiful. Being it's beautiful, literally their job. Yeah, being, being beautiful is not part of my job. Um, and that's okay. But... Yeah, I think they could do, like, the kind of role I'm envisioning justice. I hate this question, and it makes me very uncomfortable. So let's move right? on. <laughs> I know. It's awful. It's, it's uh, terrible. Yeah. Wow. That made us be me real, be very vulnerable. So let's take a hard left. Bang, Mary kill. All right. This will not be vulnerable. Ready? Kylo Ren. Kill Grave. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> That is an excellent question Thank you very and much. very tricky, very tricky for me emotionally because my favorite actor is David Tennant. Yeah. But Kilgrave is the scariest, worst villain I have ever seen in anything ever. Yeah. <laughs> I I have to kill Kilgrave and I, listen, oh, I don't wow. ever want to kill David Tennant ever. He's, he's, the, the reason that that is such a scary villain is because... He's so good at playing oh him. Oh my god, so good. But I can't bang or marry someone who can mind control me. You can't... definitely can't marry them. No. You definitely cannot marry them. I don't like the choices that leaves me with. <laughs> are you marrying Draco Malfoy or are you banging him? But seriously... Kilgrave, for those who have not seen Jessica Jones, first of all, go watch it. But he's he's like the the ultimate toxic abuser. Yeah. He can't, you can't, you have to kill him. And that means, shockingly, that I have to bang Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Well, okay, can we And just marry for, Kylo Ren. For a second, who do you, of these villains, we all know that the most evil is Kilgrave, right? Yes. Who is the least evil in your mind? So I was going to say I wanted to marry Kylo Ren because he, of all of them, seems to have the biggest redemption arc. And he's the yeah. only one who eventually sees the light. Sorry. Does spoilers. Draco ever? Well, or Draco never goes full evil, but also never steps back from um, real douchebag. Yeah. Okay. So he, he just remains mega douche yeah but not like evil evil he's a but in his defense he's never killed anyone right and he he also he like grew up in the absolute worst situation yeah. you know he's pressured into everything he did i mean he's also just a jerk and he never stops being a jerk but he but never goes full evil understandable considering right whereas kylo then, ren his parents were pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. They were. You know, yeah, like the, the universe's coolest parents. Yeah, that was all him. That came from a, a deep, deep darkness inside of him. But he pulls it back. He does. He does. So I'm I not saying marry... he doesn't have a redemption arc. I'm just saying, like, man, did he have a shitty teen phase. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> His rebellious phase like, took a real turn. Real turn. Can can I say I would marry late stage Kylo Ren? <laughs> no. I mean, also Adam Driver's hot, but Adam, Adam Driver is very hot. Yeah. You know, I I know that it's weird. He's killed people, but I still like him more. <laughs> I know that that's weird. I know it's not how it should be. But like there's something interesting and compelling about him. Yeah. In a way that there's not with just the sort of, like, constant douchebaggery of Draco Malfoy. Yeah. So we disagree, which okay. is great. Um, right. I would kill Kilgrave, because you have to. You have to. Though I think David Tennant is more attractive than the guy who plays Draco. Um, though maybe that's fighting words. I don't know. Anyway, I would kill Kilgrave. I would marry Draco Malfoy, because he's rich. And d can do magic. Is it? Yeah, so, but he, like, magic or the force. Like, they're both, they both got skills. Sure. But, like, I don't know. Draco can literally, like, make conjure things and stuff. Like, that's But his cool. family is, like, in disgrace. Yeah, I don't care. 
It's cool. It's, they're still rich. They're still rich. <laughs> you, you don't mind if they're in disgrace. Yeah. Well, I also didn't think about this, but if you marry Kylo Ren, you're marrying into a pretty dope family. For real. I didn't I think mean, about that. Not that you moment. get to really enjoy the spoils Yeah, of I mean, that. they're dead, but, um, spoiler, <laughs> um. Spoiler. I don't know if I could marry a man who killed his parents. <laughs> No, you know what? That's a fair point. I'm not even going to argue on that That's one. That's pretty, pretty fucked up. But I would bang him. <laughs> so I'm saying. So those, like those awesome uh, black pants that he wears. Yeah, I mean he's hot. He Kylo Ren's hot for sure, for sure. Spits a lot. Not so into that. Um. Anyway, I would marry Draco Malfoy. Because he, in my mind, is not super evil, just was born into a really shitty family, and is kind of a coward, slash a jerk. And, but at least he's rich, um, and can do magic. And... You know what's interesting is that you and I, we agree, and we're making all the same points, and somehow I landed the other way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's that's something for you to take home and think about. It's just a gut instinct. You know how we said that this question wasn't going to be vulnerable? Uh, Yeah. L-O-L. I need to go do some real digging into uh, (laughs) the the stories I tell myself about relationships. Yeah. Uh, So I would bang Kylo Ren because he He committed patricide. (laughs) He seems spry. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's just better than Kilgrave because I can't sleep with Kilgrave because he might make me do something I don't want to do. You know? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 for sure. Kilgrave's gone. Yeah, so Kilgrave's gone. I'm going to bang Kylo Ren one time, and then he's out of here. And then I'm going to, you know, probably marry Draco, and we'll get divorced later, but I ain't signing a prenup. I think you might have convinced me. I think you just won the argument, which, again, was not dissimilar from my (laughs) argument. There's something about Draco Malfoy that just makes me want to punch him in the face all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. He has a very punchable face. But I think you're right. I did forget about the whole killing his own dad thing. Yeah. It's not great. It's not great. It's not, <laughs> it's not a good look. It's not It's not ideal. You know. Uh, all right. Yeah. You convinced me. You won. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good question, though, right? I love that question. Oh, very good. Um, how much would someone have to pay you to get Jesus Saves tattooed on your body? Any size, anywhere, but you can never have it removed. Oh, any size, anywhere. Yeah. Where would you get it? How big would it be? Where would you put it? And how much would someone have to pay you? What if I got it, like, across my ass cheeks? (laughs) My first thought was, like, in my butt crack. Because no one would ever see it. Well... That, that's if you don't want anyone ever to see it. Mine was more of a heretical, uh, yeah. a sort of ironic heretical, let's show everyone. I'm not, I, I'm not super into the idea of getting a tattoo in general anyway. I mean, Shelby already has a tattoo. Yeah. So this is a, like a little less of a concern for her. Um, yes, because once you have one tattoo, getting another Jesus saves on your body is just like, whatever. <laughs> The floodgates are open. I'm just a coloring book now. I'm like, if you could get it, if you could get the words very, very, very tiny in cursive in the shape of something else so that (laughs) at first glance, it just looked like something else, like a flower. But it actually, if you look really closely at it, it's the words Jesus saves. (laughs) You could get it like on the inside of your lip. I was going to say the back of my ear. <laughs> Someone flip. I don't like. That would be painful though. I feel like that's actually a pretty cool place for a tattoo. Like I feel like I would want to get a tattoo that I actually like there. Behind your ear? Uh. But I would just want to put it somewhere I would never see it. I would definitely do it. Bottom of your foot? Yeah. I'm also thinking about places that rub off really quickly. So like. Big inner, toe? Inner lip tattoos like rub off pretty quick oh do they yeah i just hate the idea of getting my inner lip tattooed it has nothing to do with jesus saves or anything else i just don't want it yeah i mean it's i, I don't want jesus saves on my body <laughs> that's just i this is something i wouldn't want to do um 
I probably would do it, though. The thing is, like, I'm real torn between it being sort of funny and it being sort of, you know, just hide it somewhere very small. I mean, I will say, as someone who has a tattoo, it's shocking how often you forget you have it. Like, what if I got it on the bottom of my big toe? Nobody's ever going to know unless I'm like, hey, you want to know something super cool about me? <laughs> yeah, also, the bottom of your toe would rub off. So, right. like, eventually it would just be look, it would just look like a weird, like, birthmark thing, you know? Yeah. Bottom of your big toe is a good one. Or, like, very small in the shape of something else that I could sort of how much pass would it someone, off. How much would someone have to pay you to do it? Hmm. Well, again, remember, I don't want a tattoo in general, and I'm slightly well, averse to uh, the whole process. How much would someone have to pay you to get a tattoo? Well, not that much if it was a tattoo I really wanted. Yeah. But Are there any? Uh, no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are things I would get tattooed on my body. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus saves is not one of them. But, right. But, yeah. like, as much as I like certain symbols or certain phrases that I've thought yeah. in passing, oh, that would be a good tattoo, I haven't done it yet, which means yeah. I haven't yet reached a threshold where I care about literally anything enough to get it tattooed yeah. on my body. But, uh, yeah, Jesus Saves really wouldn't, you know, I, it's not that I'm so worried that, like, people would see it, because if it's the bottom of my big toe, honestly, it would just be something I pull out to, like, amuse people. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Probably like $500,000. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm way lower than that, I think. Yeah, I know. Because I don't want a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a hundred grand I would do it for. I almost said like a hundred grand and then I stopped myself because I was like, it doesn't seem big enough. That's something that's going to be on your body forever. It didn't seem big enough to me when I thought about it for something that is permanently on your body for the rest of your life. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about it as, like, getting it on my my big toe, and it will probably rub off. Yeah, that's true. You know? Wait, so are so you I'm going like, with your big at, toe? It's a, Honestly, it's a really good answer. I'll, I mean, like, inner lip would probably hurt more, which is why I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. There's also just something, I, I like the symbolism of walking on Jesus Saves more <laughs> than I like it in my mouth. Oh my god, we're such heretics. Whatever. More than I like it in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about the word Jesus being around my mouth that I... I running running your tongue lovingly over the words Jesus saves all the time. He... But... And it would also have to be upside down because you pull it out. So, like... Yeah. I don't know. I don't like that. So... And I don't... I wouldn't like the feeling that I might accidentally see it in the mirror, like, when I'm doing my lipstick or something like that. So... Or someone might accidentally see it while you're making out. Yeah, see, these are bad. So bottom of my toe is better. It will rub off probably within 10 years, I would say. And super small. Super small. No one would ever see it unless I wanted to send, like, show them. So I would say about 100 grand. All right. Yeah, you're, if, if it really will rub off that quickly, then I would bring mine down to 300 grand. I still don't want to do it for 100 grand. I don't know. Yeah, like, my tattoo is currently, like, four and a half years old, and there are, like, spots of it that have already rubbed off. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, that was fun. I think it is time for our Would You Still Go Out With Him? Woohoo, our favorite segment. Yeah. So you're dating this guy. You've been dating him for three months. He's just, like, super lovely. He's dreamy. super nice and such a great cook and he gives really good massages and he he thinks you're so beautiful and funny and nice and he's just like so great okay and end podcast would you still go out (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i would still go out with him thank you for that riveting question (laughs) and that's all folks um no Uh, But every Sunday, his mom comes over to his apartment and does all of his chores. She, like, meal preps for him Mm. for the week. Don't love that. Does his laundry, dusts his apartment, puts everything away, just takes out the trash, gets, scrubs the floors, cleans the toilets. She, She comes over for the whole day 
and just cleans his whole apartment. So, but that's their mother-son time. Whoa, so you're that took so, a turn. So you're not allowed to come over on Sundays. I have so many questions. <laughs> I thought you might. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear me. Yeah. Goodness. So let's let's put a pin in the mother-son time thing <laughs> for a moment. Does he ever clean anything himself? Is he... Does, if he came over to my apartment, would he, like, not know how to use a no, dishcloth? No, he knows how to do all of those things. He just doesn't do it in his own home because his mom likes to do it. His mom likes to do it. Yeah. So, presumably, if we moved in together at some point in the future, it wouldn't be like he's, like, slovenly and doesn't know how to take care of himself as a human. Like, he could do his laundry and... He he wouldn't, though, because the Sundays would have to continue. You would have to find another place to be on Sundays. Well, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, if you lived together, she would do his laundry, but not yours. Oh, wait a second she, now. You're taking out the only good part of this. <laughs> she would do his laundry, not yours. She would meal prep enough for one person for the week. And oh, would... well, you're making this easy now. <laughs> Look, if if I was looking forward to like a lifetime of having like free cleaning services and meal prep, I think there's a lot I could overlook. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot I could forgive if I got the benefit of it. But if I don't get the benefit of it, then what the hell is the point? I mean, I have to here. not live in my own home every Sunday so yeah. that they can have... Okay, so now we're going to unpack the mother-son time because, ew. <laughs> I mean, there is a benefit insofar as you probably wouldn't have to take the trash out very often. And it would, you're, you wouldn't have to really scrub the bathroom and, like, it would be dusted and stuff. I can so. just find a nice man who doesn't mind taking the trash out and they're, like... I don't need somebody's mother to come over and do it. Also, I'm an independent woman. I don't need anybody's help. Um, you shall be like what? So, so <laughs> he's, one... he's perfectly capable of doing all of those things. It's just like his mom likes to come over and do it. So he and he like what? likes. But like what one? What does that say about their relationship and the weird codependency of it that she? wants to do this and he also wants to let her too how what what is his love map like if his idea of spending quality time with somebody is like watching them cook and clean for him and what is he going to expect of me if that's the example he's been given his whole life and also how much is he going to let his mother dictate both his girlfriend's schedule and his girlfriend's autonomy over her own home. Yeah, I mean, I think in his mind, my mom's not dictating this. It's like a tradition that we have, and like it's important for me to spend time with her. But I you're don't not understand time with her. I don't understand why you can't just like go out to coffee on Sundays. Well, how long does is this an all day affair? It takes this four like hours. Four hours. Truly, though, while she's scrubbing out the toilet, how is she spending time with him? They, like, chat and stuff in between her trips to the, you know. When she's vacuuming the living room, they'll have a conversation. That's loud to talk over a vacuum. <laughs> He'll sit in the kitchen with her while she cooks, and they'll chat about their days. I, I don't like the regimented nature of it. I don't like the fact that I'm not invited or yeah. that I have to be kicked out. I don't like it. And yeah. yeah. I don't like it. So you wouldn't go out with him anymore? I you don't. You would break up with your three months. So this is a problem because it wouldn't become a problem. Until later a, on in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. For a while. 
And that's why I'm having trouble with this because like three months in, I don't care if my boyfriend's mom comes over. I mean, I feel weird about the fact that like he has his mother cook and clean for him at this advanced age, but... But you also might not know that. He might just be like, oh, I can't hang out on Sundays. That's when I hang out with my mom. She comes over every Sunday. Yeah. I'm not sure I would know for a long time. Even when I found out, it wouldn't affect our relationship or me. I don't think it would affect anything until... You, like, moved in with him. Right. And then he was like, actually, I still want this to be, like, a mom-son time. Can you be somewhere else? I don't like the fact that he's not helping her. So would it change for you if they were doing it together? Weirdly a little bit. There's something that just feels so sort of callous and entitled about, like, a young son sitting back and just watching his mother cook and clean for him feels real icky inside. Even if that's, like, how she wants it. Like, he's offered to help and she said no. But that seems like a... That's like somebody who feels like if I don't cook and clean for you, you won't want me around. Or if I'm not useful to you, I won't get invited. Or, like, it sounds... It sounds yeah. like manipulative or like desperate or like being used in some way. You know what I mean? Or It's bad. Yeah. She's convinced herself that like she loves doing this for him. But in reality, wouldn't she actually truly like it more if he like took her out for rosé at a nice restaurant? Yeah. I don't know. I think that this is a thing that could happen. I think that there are moms out there in the world who are just like, don't know how to stop momming you know yeah um and it is hard like for me I think it comes down to like not feeling welcome in my own home every Sunday but again not until late not until later in your relationship yeah for sure and like it's also kind of weird that like my partner would just have meals prepared for them I guess, like, his mom has no control over whether or not I end up eating some of those. And so, like, maybe we eat her cooking for the first half of the week and then we cook together on Wednesday nights and then that lasts us until next Sunday. Yeah. Um, But, like, the fact that she's, like, only doing his laundry and so, like, I can't be home on Sundays but I still have to figure out when I'm doing my laundry. Right. What happens if we ever have kids? Like, is she going to do my grand- her grandkids' laundry or because they're half me, she doesn't do them? Yeah, like, it's a weird imbalance, too, where I think you would be constantly wondering, does my mother-in-law hate me? Yeah. Also, I'm picturing me and my partner putting our clothes into, like, the same hamper because, like, yeah. why wouldn't you? And then her picking out right. my clothes, <laughs> you know? Like, that's weird. It's weird, too, that she's, she's like, touching her son's boxers, and he's, like, 32 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's really weird. I'm, like, I think it all really comes down to, like, tone, you know? Like, I would have to have serious conversations with my partner about, like, this makes me uncomfortable. These are the reason why. Can she only come over every other week? Can we make this, like, a weekly thing? Can, like, she come over and clean with you once a week, but then... Or once, one week, and then the next week you go over to her house and you guys hang out there. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to him having, like, alone time with his mom if they were close. But I wouldn't want to give up every Sunday afternoon at my own home. Yeah. No, I don't like that. I mean, I'm also, like, a introverted homebody, so I wouldn't like to feel unwelcome. Yeah. There's a big part of it, though, that for me, too, is just like an independence thing. And maybe this is because I myself have a a bit of an independent streak, but I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel comfortable asking anyone to do that for me. Yeah. And I'm wondering why he does. Yeah. I mean, if you grow up in it, though, it's like the water you're swimming in. Yeah, I guess so. If it truly didn't leach into our relationship, he had no expectation that I was going to be acting like his mother in any way, and he was himself generous and helpful and did acts of service for me, and he was lovely and the perfect partner, but his mother had this weird peccadillo that he basically accepted maybe not even happily. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I would break up with him. It would be really weird, but if he was perfect in all other ways and it wasn't impacting the relationship between him and I, I think I would stay. But I think it would be something that we would have to actively navigate around yeah. for the entirety of our relationship. It would be a Oof. thing that we would continue to have to negotiate about. Yeah, I mean, I was leaning towards it wouldn't be a deal breaker, but it might be a deal breaker. Like, it wouldn't be an instant deal breaker, but it might be become yeah. one in time. I think that I think that's what that's my answer to, unfortunately. I think it's it really does have a lot to do with like all the other context around it and like yeah. how I see their relationship outside of that context too. Yeah. Like is he does he take advantage of her or is it like he really like maybe even feels uncomfortable that she still does this but like she demands it. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, it would just be something to have to navigate around. Yeah, so tell me about your hypothetical world. Well, my husband, Draco Malfoy's mom, <laughs> she, uh, she, she comes over every week to clean and cook, which is weird, because I'm pretty sure she doesn't do those things. Maybe it's just the trauma. <laughs> after her husband got arrested honestly like the way that he was babied i'm not shocked yeah that's true so anyway i can't remember her name narcissa something like that yeah narcissa you're right so i i married to Draco malfoy uh narcissa comes over every week you know i had that one brief shining date with a celebrity yeah but uh, unfortunately that didn't work out and then i had that real sexy stint with kylo ren but that didn't work out for obvious reasons. It's it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of ups and downs. Our hypothetical worlds are very very similar, except I went to Antarctica and did not meet a celebrity. Um, and we have different actresses in our biopic. Oh right, a biopic has been made about me. I forgot. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is just like killing it. I wonder if you guys are friends now. In my mind, we are. Yeah. And who did you choose? Oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is playing a young Shelby Samsel. These would both be very popular movies if they got cast that way. definitely. (laughs) Um, And on that note, uh, subscribe, rate, review. Follow us on Instagram at argumentsaboutnothing. If there is a question that you would like to be on the show, you can DM us at at argumentsaboutnothing on Instagram or email us at argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com. Uh, we'd like to thank Allison Fields for designing our logo. We'd like to thank all of you for listening and subscribing and telling a friend. Uh, we hope you'll continue to do so. Um, if you find this to be enjoyable background listening as you clean the house of your son and do all of his <laughs> meal prep for the week. Yeah. Uh, and we are definitely not judging you. Uh, and until next time, keep fighting.